This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.08. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sherrod. First up today, it is the final episode of Understanding Refugees. Today, we're talking about community events and their value. So just a quick recap in case you've missed our coverage this week. Uh, we started off by talking about the history of refugees. Um, the second episode was about legal rights. The third was about micro-entrepreneurship and why that's uh, an important way to be able to earn a living. Uh, yesterday, we heard a personal story from somebody who lived here as a refugee for over 20 years. And today, this is what we're doing. Yeah, it's fascinating because today's, I think, installment looks at the way in which we treat them, uh, treat refugees uh, as people. Uh, Sometimes uh, even charitable uh, efforts uh, can go wrong in the sense that it creates uh, maybe a feeling of disempowerment among the, the, the individuals who are refugees and so on. So this is a really interesting and kind of innovative idea that we're going to be looking at. Because back in March, Re- Refuge for the Refugees teamed up with the Myanmar Ethnic Women Refugee Organization and a local curated secondhand store, Loop, in order to do something special for International Women's Day. So what they did was set up a free shopping experience for some refugee women and... Um, Shopping experience, meaning things are actually put out on racks, people can try it on. And this was different, right, in comparison to how people, uh, refugees may receive donated clothes. They come in kind of big garbage bags full of clothes in a variety of conditions, sometimes not at their best. Uh, It can take hours for them to look through all of it. So turning that around and creating a different experience for it is what we're trying to explore today. Let us know. Uh, We're going to be hearing very shortly from uh, the people behind it. But do you think this is a good idea? Would you like to see more ideas like this in the future? That number to call is 7733-2900. Send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. We're going to be joined shortly by Emma Koo, who is a co-founder of Loop, but also Conley Pei from Refuge for Refugees and a co-organizer of the event that we're talking about. Keep it here on the Evening Edition, BFM 89.9. Building Future Malaysia, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.11 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sherrod. Today is episode 5 and the final episode actually of Understanding Refugees, which is our week-long mini-series in which we have been talking about various facets of the refugee experience. Today we're talking about community events and their value. Um, And joining us to discuss one such event is Emma Koo, co-founder of Loop, as well as Con Lee Pei from Refuge for Refugees, who was a co-organiser of the event that we're talking about today. Uh, Li Pei, Emma, thank you both so much for speaking with us. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. So uh, Li Pei, as we said, we're speaking today to hear more about the collaboration that you both worked on together for International Women's Day. Maybe you can start us off and tell us about the idea and how it came about. So the idea sort of came about when Loop approached RFTR of wanting to work together. And we really wanted to do something that we found to be meaningful for the community. And when we thought about it, and we really thought about what would be what would be the best way to dignify the community, we thought about clothes donations. Because more often than not, as was said earlier, right, most of the clothes donations that we get tends to come in these big black trash bags. And more often than you're not, the clothes inside are stained, dirty. They're just not in very good condition. And it's not very, it's not 
a great experience to have to dig through all of that in order to find one or two items. And that's when the idea came. We thought like, hey, why don't we work together to set up a meaningful shopping experience together? A big part of Refugee Refugees is being able to dignify refugees and being able to embolden them. And so that's why we came up with something to sort of dignify the experience of receiving aid. Uh, Emma, I wanted to ask you the same question since Loop approached um, Refuge for Refugees on that end. Yeah, so from Loop's end, we always knew we wanted to have uh, a Loop for Good initiative because in the line of secondhand clothing and the consignment business, we knew we would have leftover clothes that go unsold or go uncollected or the consigners themselves opt to donate. But what we didn't want to do in our whole ethos is to not dump more clothes. And so we wanted to work in partnership with a charitable organization to meet their needs and not just rock up and say, we have these, take them, you know? So um, we actually did uh, do an initial, like just first drop of um, clothing donations with Refuge for the Refugees, uh, but a different um, set of uh, community and beneficiaries in Kampong Lai Subang. But come uh, Women's Day, well, when, when March was approaching, um, Heidi and Lipe had this idea uh, where we were like, you know what, instead of just dropping it off, let's set up railings and uh, let them basically be able to shop for themselves. Lipe, can we talk about uh, the idea of clothes and charity? Because we do often see people giving away their clothes and feeling good that it has gone to charity, but not necessarily considering whether these clothes are in good condition or wearable. How does... Uh, How do these facts affect the way in which clothes are received by refugees? Um, And, you know, what is the kind of experience they have in in that previous modality of uh, food, uh, sorry, of of clothes and charity? Yeah, Uh, just expanding a bit on that. I think that so often, you know, it's really hard to ask for help because there's so many aspects to consider. Like, who do you reach out to? How do you reach out to them? How do we connect to these communities? And asking for help. Being able to even ask in the first place, I think, is something that a lot of people find very challenging and it's definitely no different from refugees. And we think that, you know, either way, I think the community is definitely very grateful for receiving any form of help or any aid that they can receive. But we wanted to make sure that it was something that was very dignifying for them. Because at the end of the day, it's not just about what items was received, but also about the experience of receiving help, which makes people feel good, you know, which makes us... Um, which brings the community closer together to us. And we really wanted to close that power gap. We want communities to feel seen, valued and heard like they matter. And that's why this all came about. Um, Emma, you mentioned how the how you had these clothes ready to, to go for an event like this. But how did you go about choosing the clothes in order to meet the aims that you both were looking for? Um, that's pretty simple. The first kind of like line of factors was obviously that they had to be clean, no defects like holes or stains or smell or broken zippers, uh, but we prioritized functionality. So we picked out things like pants, shirts, blouses that they could wear to work or, um, yeah, basically, but we also threw in some dressier options, um, again, to fall in line with what Li Pei said about like dignifying them and giving them that choice and that happiness that extra it's not just like receiving any kind of aid but receiving aid that is that has intention yeah and we kind of follow up on that what percentage of clothes that are donated don't pass the test that you and the criteria you just gave us 
Um, I think because Loop is already a consignment store, we already don't get your usual like old T-shirts. People are already bringing to us very good quality items uh, because of the way our curation works. And so it's just unfortunate that sometimes in that eight-week cycle, it doesn't get rehomed. And um, so that works definitely to an advantage for us, whereby we aren't having to sort through large volumes of um clothes that don't make the cut per se. So, okay, we want to hear about the day itself. How did it go? What was the turnout like? Uh, Lipe, maybe you start us off? Yeah, on the day itself, I think there were about 20 to 30 women. And, you know, we've heard a lot of stories about the community being so excited that, you know, we'd have women coming in like a couple of days earlier in sort of more dressy clothes than usual. And they'd come in and ask like, oh, isn't it today? And then we have to tell them, no, it's next week. So it was really great to see how excited everyone was for it. So the turnout was really great. And I think overall, the day was just such an amazing experience for everyone. I think some of my favorite memories specifically would be after they got their clothes, they'd sort of like sit down in the corner with like their bouquets and they'd like show the items that they got to each other and they'd be smiling about it and chatting in the corner. And especially we had this, um, Luke managed to set us up this beautiful little photo booth. So we had Polaroid pictures that were being taken and it was just such a lovely experience to see the moms come in with their kids in hand and they'd be able to take that photo with them and they'd go away and they'd be smiling at the photos. And every and every single person we saw leave, you know, they left with a big smile, a shopping bag and some flowers. And I think that was truly an enriching experience. Emma, how did it feel for you to see all of it come together? Oh, we were very nervous. Um, I think not just as a business, but just as people, we've never had the experience to come face-to-face with um, the refugee community. So this was a first for myself and for my partners. Uh, language barrier was something we were a bit nervous about, but thankfully some of the women at the organization have picked up English. Like when we were setting up the night before, we saw that they had like late night English classes and it was just so moving to see um, just their efforts um, to kind of, you know, assimilate into uh, the community here. Uh, but yes, so as Lipe mentioned, we we brought over fresh flowers. We really wanted to give them more than just a shopping experience. We wanted it to be like totally cohesive and, and wholesome for them in that sense. And so we brought uh, picks of different fresh flowers so that they could then put together their own bouquet. We also set up a photo wall with uh, Polaroid cameras. Uh, some of them had never seen a Polaroid camera before. We had to explain how your photo appears instantly and you can take it home. Uh, it was so, it was just heartwarming, like from start to end, just like being able to experience that from this end was moving for me. So this is a question to both of you. Um, briefly, some people think or might think that clothes and fashion is quite frivolous, and particularly when it uh, when you take the larger picture of the refugee experience. How would you respond to such criticism? Well, personally, I disagree that clothing and fashion is a frivolous thing. Um, something that's part of our everyday routine. We wake up and we choose how we're going to present ourselves to the world, no matter what background you come from. And that autonomy that power of choice i think is i can see why people might see like say that it's a frivolous thing but i disagree and i think there's a lot of power in that and obviously being in the business of fashion um i believe that style and how you dress yourself is important for your dignity or even like your mental health yeah that's my stance and lipe 
I think something that a lot of us overlook in this is that refugees are people too. They have their needs, they have their wants, like all of us. And you know, sometimes what gets you through the day is having like a pretty pair of shoes or seeing something nice. And I think it's very much the same thing. These little happy moments are really what keep us going in life. And with these refugees, you know, they had their own dreams, their aspirations, they have their own interests and hopes. And I think it's so important that we recognize that. And if fashion happens to be an outlet for them to create these happy memories, I think that is awesome. Uh, Lipe, if I could follow up on that, right? Why do you think community events like these uh, are important? Do you see it having a lasting impact? Oh, definitely. I think that community events like these are so important because so rarely do refugees actually get the opportunity to feel dignified and celebrated. Just given like the whole history of fleeing persecution and war and without having the right to work in Malaysia, they often work very low-paying jobs for survival and they very much live from day to day and very much at the mercy of other people. And I think that so often we have a lot of privileges that we take for granted that refugees don't. For example, you know, just being able to have access to healthcare or being able to drive in the road without a worry of getting stopped. So I think it's so important that we run events like this just every once in a while to restore that sense of hope and the feeling of dignity. I think that these events definitely have a lasting impact. And to this day, you know, it's so awesome that we have these ladies who still come in and they'll talk about the shopping experience they had. Altogether, I think that it was a memory for us and it was a memory for them being able to see them walk away with like their beams and being able to like have nice clothes to go out throughout the day and like nice clothes to wear on Sunday, nice clothes to go out with friends and being able to have those flowers and snapping those photos are something that makes them feel seen and included and definitely leaves a lasting impact on the community. Emma, you're a business person. What's your advice to other businesses that uh, are keen to engage with refugees? Oh, first of all, I would not claim to be a business person. We are one year into the business, but I would say everything boils down to intention. Um, when my partners, Bay, Danny, and myself thought about setting up Loop, everything that we decided, whether for business and profit or um, this Loop for Good initiative, everything came down to intention. So I think when you are looking to engage with with refugees and maybe providing aid, I would say definitely listen to what they need and meet their needs rather than suggest solutions that fit your personal or business agenda. Another thing that I would suggest maybe um, is to reach out to your local MP because they are probably um, have under their, um, basically have under their area um activists or communities that they are helping to take care of or already engaging with them in some way. Yeah. So I'd like to ask you both uh, what your wish is this World Refugee Day. It was earlier this week. Uh, Emma, maybe you can keep going. Okay. Um, my wish for World Refugee Day is obviously to see more community events like this. I guess in our day-to-day, -day, we might not meet with um, such people, um, but definitely making that effort to see them, recognize them, and do something, for, not necessarily for them, but with them, engaging in, in social or community events, I think that would help close the gap in misinformation or lack of knowledge. This experience um, for the Loop team was, it really opened our eyes and our hearts, because I think without Refuge for the Refugees, we would have not been able to do this ourselves. And Lee Pei? 
just a little, just expanding on what Emma said about listening. Recently, I went to an Amnesty event for World Refugee Day, and what they had a lot of refugee performances. And what one of them did was they sang a song called Trima Kasi Malaysia. And that was just so beautiful to me because I think that so often we forget that the refugee community is comprised of people with their own feelings, with their own hopes and their own dreams. And the very fact that they're just so grateful to be able to be in Malaysia, I think is just such an amazing thing. And this community strives so often to be heard. And I think that this World Refugee Day, what I hope is just for everyone to just listen a little bit, to educate ourselves on the topic, to speak to refugees, to support your local refugee businesses, and overall just do our best to make the community feel seen and included. Lipe, Emma, thank you both so much for speaking with us today. Thank you so much for having us. That was Emma Koo, co-founder of Loop, and Con Lee Pei from Refuge for Refugees and a co-organiser of an event that happened during International Women's Day or in conjunction with International Women's Day this year, in which essentially there was a shopping experience set up for some refugee women, allowing them to experience that idea of getting clothes with dignity. Um, let us know. Do you think this is a good idea? Would you like to see more ideas like this? That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. Send a voice note to 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.